Love is in the air and Minky Couture has the best gift ever for your Valentine. Don't give candy and flowers a die. Give a unique and luxurious gift that lasts. Show your love you care with a new hugs blanket from Minky Couture. Nothing says I love you like a warm, cozy Minky Couture blanket that hugs you back. Give them a hug, and while you're at it, give yourself a hug too. You deserve it. Minky Couture has the perfect blanket that says I love you. Shop stores and online at MinkyCouture.com. Attorney Ward Heinrichs, who's the partner of Backstrom and Heinrichs Attorneys at Law in sunny San Diego, California, is back on Big Blend Radio's Success Express show today to talk about all the new laws that are happening in California, <laughs> the employment laws for 2017. He's got a list of them. And now Ward is a regular Big Blend Radio guest and contributor to Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. So go check out his website. He's got the best URL in town bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com. He's also on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, go to bigblendmag.com to see if you go to the expert department, you'll be able to click into all of his articles and interviews with us. Ward, how are you? I'm doing well, Lisa. How are you doing? We're doing good. good. I, I tell you what, man, it's, it's you know, change is in the air. I, you probably heard our, our conversation with Ralph Masingill about change and the politi- politics and everything. And then we get your inter- your article, I should say, with all these changes happening for 2017 to California, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it is like nothing but change is happening right now for business and you know employees and everybody. It seems. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> well, you know, I'm getting used to it uh, in the employment arena, especially in California, but I would say all across the country, federal laws change as well. The employment laws are either tweaked or completely redrawn or sometimes new ones are passed uh, every year, and it's usually quite a few. I I listed the ones that I thought were probably the most important, but Mm -hmm. there are many, many more changes in the employment employment laws in California. Can it change? Because, you know, we're just – we were talking about this earlier about – how many of us really may not understand what's going to happen with a new president and what can get changed overnight and what can't. So when it comes to employment law, there's the federal, there's the state, and then even in your article you talk about what San Diego itself has, like its own laws. So do you see any changes that could be made after our new president takes place, like takes his position? Yes, I I think that maybe even some of the laws I pointed to in here on the federal level, um, I could see wow. that he might – well, I, I addressed the issue that the minimum salary for exempt employees will increase on the federal level. So that means all through the country they'll have to make at least that $47,476, $47,000, $476. Um, in order to be an exempt employee. So if someone does exempt work but makes less than that, then they're not exempt and you've got to pay them hourly. And usually exempt people are working more than 40 hours a week, so usually there's an overtime claim. Now, that's all a way of setting up the fact that I think maybe Donald Trump will have something to do with that. 
I don't know because he he looks to be very pro business, and mm-hmm. this would be anti business. So something like that, uh, he might pressure the Department of Labor to to not uh, increase the uh, minimum salary so greatly. Wow. So how does everybody? How do business owners keep up with this? I mean. Yeah, how do they have you coming on show? That helps, but like, I mean, (laughs) how do they keep up with all these changes? You know, it's really hard. uh, A restaurant owner came into my office just the first part of this week, and was having an issue with the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, also known as the California Labor Commissioner. Uh, They came in and did an audit and found certain problems. And not only does he have a work comp issue, there's also other issues that look like they're looming. And uh, you know what? He got caught flat-footed, and he didn't Mm. know certain things about, for instance, about the sick leave policy that went into effect more than a year ago. And so now I'm saying, yeah, you know, we, we're going to have to change that. You're going to have to make a change on that. Right, you're you're going to run it. You could potentially run into problems if you don't make that change. So, it, you know, and he's been in business for years, and he didn't know about that sick leave law. And there's other things that he really wow. didn't know about. So it is hard. I, uh, It's very hard. But how are you supposed to know? I mean, I would think that it would be the responsibility of the government to let people know this change, <laughs> you're supposed to do this now. Okay, whether you like the change or not is beside the point. If there's a change, then wouldn't it be on the government to tell the business owners to change? Or is it the responsibility of the business owner to find out what the changes are? Which is it? It's really the responsibility of the business owner. Now, the government doesn't well, make that sucks. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah, and, and look, I listed how many did I changes did I list? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, them, six, seven, really and there's probably twenty different laws. And, and I have to say, even for the government to distribute that type of information to all the businesses is probably pretty tough. Now you can go to their websites, but you'd have to go to the website of the EDD, the Labor Commissioner and all sorts of other agencies to find out all this separate information. Uh, so uh, I'm not blaming the government, but uh, on the other hand, wow, it is hard for an employer to know all these changes. Now, not all of them are going to affect every employer, but uh, the, the ones that I've listed, uh, with the exception of maybe the Uber one, um, are, are going to affect just about every employer. Wow. Wow. So, are, so you have to go to how many websites to find how many changes? And how then, often? And then, and then understand the change. Oh, I know because that's that, a whole other it's deal. It's written in that yeah. Stuff. yeah. I, I have mean, questions for you, Ward. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it is gobbledygook. I mean, you know, I've been it working is. with the gobbledygook for so long. Uh, you know, twenty-five years plus. So it's not. So you speak gobbledygook. I I speak it. I understand it, and I think I'm pretty good at distilling it so that other people can understand it. But if you try to go to the law itself, you really might get lost. Some of them are pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Some of them really aren't. So uh, I mean, the only way to really do it is get a good employment lawyer to give you some advice. Uh, of course, that's not going to be free. 
So yikes! Oh. It's it's just. Uh, I, here's what I see, though. I see most employers, you know, making it from day to day. And, and I'm not talking about the big companies. Big companies have good hmm. legal staff. That you know, they're usually yeah. on top of this stuff. Yeah. It's the they smaller guys, the guys who have 25 or fewer employees, who uh, just can't keep up on this stuff. And what mm-hmm. happens is, you know, most of the time, an issue doesn't get raised, so they're okay. But, you know, five years from now, that issue might get raised and they'll get surprised. It's, mm. you know, I, and that's what mm. I see. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I think it's, it's, you know, when you become a business owner and then you start to bring on staff, it becomes okay. It's, and, 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 and I actually think this is, it, it's hard, but it's like if you're going to expand and have staff and then you're going to add more and add more, it is kind of a due diligence to make sure that they're taken care of. That is part of that responsibility. When you expand your business, you have to really make those decisions. That now you and that's where where HR comes in, right? Uh, Ward, is that HR comes in? Don't they help with all of that? Sure, they do. Uh, now, <clears throat> HR. And it depends on the level of HR. Again, the bigger companies are going to have okay. HR professionals who stay more on top of this, but a lot of them won't know all the specifics that an attorney is going to know. So, you know, Mm. HR really deals with uh, employee complaints pretty largely and making sure Mm -hmm. that there is compliance um, in the major things that happen with the business. But, you know, do they really know the minimum wage laws? I, I don't think too many HR people are really in tune to that. Oh, wow. Wow, that's interesting. Well, no, because I think that that human resources, just so people know what HR is in case you don't, human resources really, in my experience in companies I've worked for that have a a human resources department, they are like there to palm down fights between you and the boss. Right. (laughs) Or other employees. (laughs) Or slip and falls like you got hurt at work or something. You know, it's it's more like that. It's not really. Slip and slide. Well, yeah, Making sure work is, claims are made, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. is that so? And that's and that's what. Okay, so okay, I want to get to the the laws, but um, that's something that's interesting too. Is about you know workman's comp and and something you know bringing you on the shows over the years is learning that employment law is not you're not dealing with workman's comp. Those are two separate things. In 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 legal sense, well, employers. employment attorneys. Um, don't usually also specialize in work comp. Work comp really is its own specialty, and there are mm-hmm. work workmen's comp attorneys who do that. They go to the board, they take on cases, they or defend cases. Uh, so they it, in that area of law is uh, pretty detailed and specific. So there are mm-hmm. specialists who do that. Uh, the, your average employment attorney uh, knows something about it. I know something about it, but I would never try to go into uh, before the work workman's compensations board mm-hmm. and try to defend a case or bring a case. I mean, I just don't know what I'm doing well enough. Mm-hmm. It's well, a special. Okay, it yeah. is. Yeah. Now, Ward, I want to get to the new laws, and I need to start with the most important one. 
What's going on in the pee pee room? I don't like the Why did you put that at the end of your article? Everyone, this will be in the December issue of Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine. The winter issue goes from December through February. Um, but I mean, the pee pee room. I, I, I that I didn't I didn't see that hopping on there. I just remember musicians doing concerts or leaving concerts of North Carolina and saying, that's it, you know, I we're boycotting you because of pee-pee rooms or whatever. <laughs> but <clears throat> I on our recent road trip, I would like the laws of some of the pee-pee rooms I went into to be changed. But um, anyway, <laughs> are these, these um, pee-pee rooms, the single-user <laughs> restrooms, so let's put that in, in nice English, um, this is restrooms for employees only, or is this even just within the premise, like the the premises if a, a client comes in? Are these yeah, restrooms yeah, no, both? It's, it's throughout the state, any restroom, and I don't think there are any exceptions, even in governmental buildings, but I'm not positive about that. But any restroom that's a single-user restroom, which means it has no more than a water closet, and a urinal uh, must not be gender specific. So now, okay, wait. So that means that, okay, so you have a single only one stall. And I love that you say water closet. That's I hysterical. Know that is so, so, then, <laughs> so then, so then, as a woman going into this, you know, you're going to sit there and you will see the urinal cake, right? That's it. Yeah, I just well, wanted to say that. So the, what? The cake. Eat the cake. But, <laughs> but, but um. Oh. Sorry. It's not going to taste very good, but whatever. No, <laughs> that's gross. There's like a whole restaurant with the pee-pee room theme in but Japan. But how can all the girls but go anyway. to the ladies' room together if there's only one stall? This they is, do that. No. We're women, but we don't, we're not into that. But women do that. Do you know how they do they, that they, thing like, where they all have to go together? Gossip and They're in trouble play makeup. Now. But anyway, at work, so this is like now on the door – do you put the male female together on mm-hmm. the sign? Well, <laughs> I'm going to be a little careful here. Uh, there are there is a unisex symbol that can be used, and I think you can also mm-hmm. do male and female, because no one should be able to com- uh, uh, complain about that. Um, if your um, gender oh. at birth differs from your associated gender. Uh, well, then, both. then uh, you shouldn't complain if you see both symbols up there. I think that is the idea behind this, and so I yeah, think that's okay. Yeah, there's a line in between. There's a line in between, so you could be the in between. No, that's not no. no. Well, because they have that little boy symbol, then a line, and the little girl symbol takes care of everybody. I, I, have I think symbols. that's okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert on the labeling. I know what <laughs> what you can't do, but I think you can do that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, that's good. Okay. Good, because I got it from Wikipedia. And, and listen, everybody, everybody, we're just looking at your article, like, what, what photo should we put in there? Is that legal or not? Um, everybody, um, just at the end of the day, wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> No, but only one person goes in, and they lock the door, so it doesn't really matter what else is in there. And put the toilet seat down. Well, no, I I don't think it really does, but, you know, back in the day, and and probably there are places around town that still do this, you know, I don't even see it much in California, quite honestly. I I usually Mm. see uh, either a male-female designation 
on the door, so you know it's both, mm -hmm. or yeah, so uh, a gender-neutral designation. And uh, that the idea is, back in the day, you used to sometimes see, you know, a, a water closet and a urinal indicating only men. Well, that can't happen anymore. I don't want to share, Ward. <laughs> yeah, but then... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, listen, that's a, you're you're having you know, too much fun with this law. I, you know, the only reason I put it in <laughs> because I thought, hey, it's a big issue. You know, I'll I'll just show that California's done something about it. Um, but hey, let's roll with this. <laughs> well, I know, I know, but it's funny. I think, together, no, I think it's, it's funny, funny that you have to have a PP room law. Yeah, but it's it's like I don't know. I don't know if it's from living in Africa, man, go in the bush, get on with it. Yeah, don't get over <laughs> it. That didn't work. That's well, you don't have to label the bush. The, the bush can be no. whatever you want to label it. In fact, oh, I think that right. a bush could be labeled male or female. I think that would be okay under this law. Well, it depends on what where you are in Africa. That's all I'm going to say on that. We had just okay, it depends. But, the, but I think the crux of the law is that there is it's only protecting people. There's from only labeling one. People. It, there's not like ten stalls. So when you go into the room, you're not going to have men and women together in the PB room. <laughs> there's only one stall, so only one person goes in. They lock the door, and yeah. so what? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, so you can't. I don't think it changes thing. much, honestly. Yes, I think you're right yeah. on that. Okay, so now I want to go to the off the next. PP room means move on. Move, we're moving from the PP room <laughs> to the drivers because that was the last time you were on the show. You were talking about Uber drivers, yeah. and we were talking about criminal, you know, background checks yes. being a big deal. And so this has changed. Yes, it has. Uh, Uber did uh, a, what I would call a more cursory criminal background check. I think mm -hmm. they would argue that it wasn't, that they think it's more effective. But California said, no, you're going to have to do this more detailed, you know, use the national criminal background yeah. check. Um, and it also indicates certain offenses that prohibit a person from driving for Uber, Lyft, or another transportation network company. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Especially the prohibition, because there have been some issues uh, with um, some. You know, I, I think those companies are great. I use Uber. Uh, I've I've never run into a problem. I've, no one's ever that I've even talked to about any of these things has ever told me they've run into a problem. But you see it on the news every once in a while. It just seems like yeah, you do. Yeah, I think this makes some sense. Well, it ended up. I think it was a, was it Lisa Ling that did it um, on Lisa Ling that was on. There was a whole thing that was done on Uber and how it worked. And was it a good thing? It was. It was had to do with what was going on in San Jose with the, you know the whole you know, Silicon Valley and, and these startups and everything and how Uber did it and how they were fighting these regulations. It happened right after our show, you know, because, you know, CNN watches what we do. But anyway, they and did they this should. whole thing, and then all of a sudden Uber came on and were like, man, Ward was just on our show with this. And they were sitting there going, they don't care. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't even, they didn't even really comment. They wouldn't even comment on stuff. They were just so... No, I think they had a representative there, but they were really, um, we're going to stick to our guns on what we do. 
And it was interesting. And then the laws had changed just even between them filming and right after. Love is in the air and Minky Couture has the best gift ever for your Valentine. Don't give candy and flowers a die. Give a unique and luxurious gift that lasts. Show your love you care with a new hugs blanket from Minky Couture. Nothing says I love you like a warm, cozy Minky Couture blanket that hugs you back. Give them a hug. And while you're at it, give yourself a hug too. You deserve it. Minky Couture has the perfect blanket that says I love you. Shop stores and online at MinkyCouture.com. Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide. We had interviewed you on this. It had all just changed so fast. And so that's the other thing. I mean, how we talk about these like laws like minimum wage and things like that, right, um, and pee-pee rooms. But this is like main laws that cover everyone, but then suddenly things like Uber and Lyft, okay, that's something that is almost like business-specific, right? It's kind of interesting. So that's a change. That's, that's an interesting thing in employment law, how it can change by a kind of, kind of business like that because Uber is Uber, right? It's not like all, you know, this specific taxi company. So that's something to keep up with all the time too. It's just these specific companies that are that big. Sure. Um, and remember, this law is geared toward transportation network companies. So it doesn't mm-hmm. just mean Uber and Lyft. It means any company that connects uh, a, someone who wants a public ride with someone who will provide it on a, uh, mm. on a, plat- on a uh, digital platform, so like through your phone. So it, 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 okay. this law will regulate any company that uses that mechanism to run its business. Well, I think it's a good thing to have a background check on somebody who's going to drive you somewhere, if, especially if you get in the car by yourself and there's that person driving the car. It, it would be good to know if they're a serial killer or they're not, you know. Or that, that they raped somebody. Or that they yeah. have a driver's license. That'd be good. Well, yeah. and the other thing is, you know, the taxi companies already have to do this kind of thing. So yeah, so it, that's it, it seems that's like right. that to keep it consistent, fair. you know, Uber should probably have to do okay. it too, right? Right. Yeah, it makes good. it fair. That is good. That's, and I remember that when you were talking about that with the, you know, Uber drivers versus what the taxi, you know, companies were doing. What the two differences, well, Uber un- was not having to do what the... It's unfair competition if one mm-hmm. doesn't have to do this and the other one has to. So this so. is where regulation is a fair thing. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying at this point. Yeah, but, you know, I, you know like and sometimes. the taxi companies have complained about the fact that mm-hmm. they have more regulations. You know, they've been around forever, and Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft started, I think Uber started in 2008, 2007, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, so they haven't been around that long, but they escaped the regulation because they are not defined as a taxi company. Mm. So, uh, but they basically do the same thing. So, yeah, it, I think it is fair. So, what, what happens when they cross the border? Like, we're sitting here on the border <laughs> of Mexico. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that'd be interesting. 
that's a whole other topic. That, that gets, yeah, that is. Because I mean, that then you get into Mexican law, and, you know, I don't really know it. But I yeah, do we, know we that I there know, is – I know, they drop you at the border and say walk. Climb no, the wall. Don't. Climb the wall. No, no, no. There, There is a, um, a program, and I think maybe Lyft has it too, but I'm sure Uber does, where they uh, are able to drive people from the United States into, like, the Tijuana airport. And I, you know, I don't remember the specifics of it, but there is a there is a specific program to allow that to happen. And I don't know if they get like um, easier passage through hmm. the the lines at the border or not. Uh, but there is a mechanism in place to allow for that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, and hmm. a lot of people like before what the changes for Cuba would go to Tijuana and fly out of Tijuana right. to go to Cuba in places that you couldn't just yeah. do from San Diego. So, True. Yeah, it's 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 there, yeah. There's, you know, it's all fun and games on the borderlands. <laughs> it's love all it. good. It's all I good. Love it. All kinds of things happen. Now, uh, I want to keep on that kind of talking because um, part of this, you know, uh, agricultural overtime is one of the topics uh, or law changes um, when we talk about agricultural workers in California. We know that's also dealing with um, people that come over the border. But this is this. Just in general, it doesn't really because you know we're just thinking even now after the elections. Okay, can this be something that changes once you know uh, Donald Trump be, takes his reign as president? I, no, I can say that pretty clearly. Oh. the The way the wage laws work is the friendliest of all the laws to the employee applies. So if California says, well, we want to increase the minimum wage or we want to uh, reduce the number of hours that someone needs to work per day in order to get overtime, uh, California is free to do that, and the federal law won't restrict them. So I don't really see of a way – and, I mean, that's been litigated years ago. Hmm. Uh, I don't see mm-hmm. a way for – in fact, it's in statute. It's not just litigation. There's a, there's a statute that talks about it, a federal statute. Um, I don't see a way unless Congress changed it. Now, you know, if Congress were to change the law, okay, then maybe that would change. That's possible. Mm. Uh, but right now, the way the law stands, uh, the president wouldn't be able to affect that. So, isn't it that the federal wage is um, the lowest wage ever? No. So, whatever yeah. the states are going to pay has to be. The federal wage or higher, but they right. can't go lower. Okay. Well, the states actually can have a lower minimum wage, for instance. Oh, they can. But it, oh. yes, they can. They're allowed to. Um, Wyoming has one that's lower than the federal minimum wage. Yeah. Well. Then why have a federal? Well, but the federal <laughs> mandates that they that <laughs> all employees in Wyoming get at least the federal wage because the the federal wage law is a floor, and the state laws can be a higher ceiling, but they can't lower the floor of the federal wage. But you just said that that was lower there. Well, the law on the books is lower there, but they can't pay their employees that amount in Wyoming. Oh. They have to pay them the federal minimum wage. Oh, okay. <coughs> wow. So they need to update their books. This is interesting. Well, I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't looked at that for you know like six months. 
So maybe okay. it's changed he's since in then. California. He's in but San I'm pretty Diego. sure Stop that boxing. Wyoming's going to stick with it. So, uh, but yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, You're no going to get the federal minimum wage there. Okay. So you can't go really. Maybe your books are written <coughs> that way, but when you pay, you have to pay at least the federal minimum wage. But yeah. now, yeah. so California can make it higher if it wants. Hey, what's going to happen, you know, just thinking of federal and state, what's going to happen in like 2000, wasn't it 2018 that California is going to be legal for pot, like recreational-like? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that going to change employment law? That's going to mess well, with you guys. Well, that's like, an interesting, that's a very interesting question. I, I, the way the law in California is now, if someone, uh, the, first of all, the companies are allowed to, um, do drug tests. Now, there's all sorts of restrictions on how they're done, et cetera, et cetera, but certainly for a new applicant, you're allowed to do it. Um, and, and under some circumstances, you can do it after post-employment. But uh, if they pop positive for marijuana, the employer can fire them. Now, there are exceptions to that, too, but that's the general rule. Even though we're allowed to use medical marijuana in California now, uh, once it becomes uh, restricted the way alcohol is, so anyone over 21 can possess a certain amount and can uh, grow a certain amount, uh, then my feeling is that that restriction has to change. The, the way the cases read, it, it's very mm-hmm. – <sighs> heavily strongly worded that employers can control the workplace and even though it's uh they may have a legal right with a medical marijuana card Mm -hmm. to to use it if they still pop positive the employer under most circumstances can terminate them so there is a legal use of it but the supreme court in california said you can terminate them now, yeah, because if what? it's your company belief, right? Because isn't that even go with religion? Like you, I remember us talking about this once before about, you know, if, if a you know if a company says you're going to have prayer service, like you know, then you're doing prayer service. It's up to you as an employee to like I'm not doing prayer service before we go to work. You know what I mean? I'm not into that. Well, then you're not part of the company. Isn't that kind of the same thing? I- uh Wow. Oh. <laughs> it's Man, the same thing. I think, I really think once it becomes regulated in a very similar way to alcohol, that popping positive by itself at some point is, will not allow the employer to terminate the person. I just think, but now alcohol, if you drink alcohol on the job or if you are intoxicated yeah. on the job, certainly you can get terminated still. So the same yeah, thing would apply exactly. to marijuana. If if my prediction is true and that just popping positive for marijuana at some point in the near future will not allow an employer to terminate you, uh, certainly being high on the job would. Yeah, so I would, I would I say think because, it's I mean, especially manufacturing – and driving, well, I mean, you can't be high and drive the, someone the, around. I've read somewhere like that if they take a, some of your hair, if you have smoked pot in the last six months, they will find it in your DNA and your hair. So that doesn't mean you're high at work. It just means right. in the last six months you got no, high. Pot no, no. So how do they, like, it's... 
it's a little bit different than alcohol. I don't yeah. think they find alcohol in your hair if they do. It's probably from your shampoo. But, you know, there's, it, there's kind of a different testing mechanism perhaps for pot. Pot stays in your system for a month or more. Yeah, but if you do the like residue cocaine or something, it's 72 hours. They used to test me when, when back in the day yeah, where I worked well, Lisa, with somebody else <laughs> and I was younger. They used to do this to me all the time. They're like, no, this be a great she's story. in the 20s, send her in, send her in, and they would send me in and for It's funny, we worked all the time, and I was worked, like, stop it. We worked you know, with the same company. They never, they never, we worked for the same company when we came back from Africa, and they never once dared test me. I was the token. But she got tested all the plus time. It and was so funny. They, because mm. I, was, I think well, I 21 now, was this when in California? No, yeah. Florida. Anything in Florida. can happen. Okay, well, that may <laughs> be different. Can in, in California, you can't give an employee a drug test just because you want to. There has to be a, a decent really? reason to do it. Yeah, or random. You can do their uh, random. Wow, no, this, some is, this was like a set I mean, thing. Where they would send like yeah, no, in California, just if they're picking on you, th- that's not going to work. They'd have to justify it. Wow. I think they were using me for their insurance. Quote. As your poster child. Yeah, I was like the poster <laughs> pee girl, you know, that pee clean and young. <laughs> and you went to <laughs> the gender-neutral water closet to uh, do your test. Yeah, but it was water <laughs> closet. Yeah, and it's like, you know, nice. All right, eventually. It just took a couple of years, and then we had our own business again. <laughs> Didn't have to deal with the pee-pee closet again. I know. But, but um, yeah. You should be tested. Well, the, you know, <laughs> wow, Ward, you never know what what is going to happen on this. But, okay, so we've covered the pee-pee rooms. We've covered pot, agriculture. Now, minimum wage, we do need to touch on that. Because yeah. that seems to be the biggest part, like for you guys, what you're saying in, in your article and what's happening in California, but also for San Diego, is specifically a lot of changes happening. Yeah, I, I do think that the minimum wage increase is probably the most important thing for employers to be aware of and employees. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, when you see a wage claim, usually a very significant, and actually most often the most significant portion of damage is due to overtime claims. So if you're not paying overtime right, these things can ratchet up very quickly in terms of whether an employer may owe an employee. Um, and that's why I usually lead with it. And those are the cases I see a lot of, uh, wage claims, mm-hmm. um, you know, d- uh, employers defending them, <laughs> usually at the labor commissioner's office, um, or employees bringing them. Um, so I think... I think this is probably the one that will have the most far-reaching effect. And when I say the one, I, I, I shouldn't even say that. There's multiple laws, as you've indicated. Uh, the, the, wa- the minimum wage in California will be $10.50 on January 1st. Now, that's not a new law. That's, that's been passed for a while. Uh, but I thought everyone should know that it's going to change. It's going up 50 cents. Uh, mm-hmm. In Calif- in San Diego, and this is not a new law either, this was passed in June, and it, it increased uh, in San Diego, but it will increase again on January 1 to $11.50. And oh. then on top of that, the federal minimum wage has not gone up. Uh, it, 
there's a there was a big push under the Obama administration to increase it, but they can never get it by the Republican Congress. But the Department of Labor has said that, and it has a, a the authority to do this. And I don't think anyone's no. challenged the authority on this one, but it will increase the amount of the minimum salary for that must be paid to exempt employees. If that amount is not paid, then the employee is not considered exempt, and now you've got to start paying them overtime. Uh, and that minimum salary, and it's going to be across the nation starting December 1st, is $47,476 for wow. every employee. Yeah, and it was like $23,000, a little more than $23,000. That's a so big a change. Huge, wow. Oh, huge jump, huge jump. That's- Really that's like big. a double. That's a double double. That's kind you know? of a like, uh oh. Yeah, you're not. You're not yeah. getting the cheap. No, it doesn't affect California that much. Uh, mm-hmm. California's minimum wage. The way the minimum salary is figured in California is you double the minimum wage. So it it, it uh, it's been a while since I calculated. I think it's wow. at forty three thousand some odd dollars now under California law. It's going to go up a little bit again. Uh, and in San Diego. That amount will the minimum salary amount will increase as of January first to forty seven thousand eight hundred forty dollars. So it'll be a little more than the federal wage. So, and California doesn't have the same impact that it. I assume it will have in a place like Alabama. So, is this because they haven't really looked at the laws and and upgraded? if I can use that word, upgraded it or changed it on a regular basis and they just left it so long and now suddenly business owners are faced with this huge jump. I mean, it seems kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, People have complained about the minimum wage on the federal level for quite a while and I hadn't heard anything specific about the minimum salary, but when you look at it, it's just compared to what the California minimum salaries are, it's, you know, the old one is way under what California is. Mm -hmm. So it's been Mm -hmm. low for a long time, and then the complaint is, and I have heard complaints, not in California, but I have read things in other parts of the country, uh, Mm -hmm. where people are saying, hey, look, I'm working. 70 hours a week, and I'm only making $23,000, and that's pretty good in Alabama, but is it worth 70 hours a week? I mean, yeah, 70 hours of work a week. So uh, the Department of Labor heard that and made a pretty drastic change. So doesn't it have to tie into, obviously, the cost of living? I mean, if you can't actually live on on, if you have a full-time job and you can't live on that wage, what are you supposed to do if you can't really rent an apartment or a home or yeah, raise your kids? Yeah, how how are you supposed to survive? You know, let's just take one person, not a married couple, where they could have several jobs or whatever. Shouldn't the minimum wage cover your basic living expenses? Well, that's the idea. And that, that's one reason why you're seeing the increase in minimum wage all over the country, but I think even more specifically and heavily in California. You know, it's going to be $15 an hour in 2022, so or maybe 2023. Um, but regardless, it's gonna there's going to be a drastic increase over the next seven or eight years. 
But isn't uh, there a balance too? Because when you also look at people that um, there's the the rash of people that get themselves fired so they can claim unemployment, and sometimes the unemployment actually pays you more than working. <laughs> I'm just saying. So sometimes well, no, these unemployment may help. Yeah, unemployment never pays you more than working. Mm-hmm. I, well, <laughs> there well, are. Well, you're not. It, it, in, in a way, because you're not doing anything, so you're just sitting there and collecting They're talking check. about welfare. <laughs> there is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Sorry. Well, no, but I think that welfare is there for a reason, and I think if it's do like if people need that at that time i'm for that in and whatever but um there's also that other side where if you are getting a decent you can live off of your work then you're going to do a better job and you can survive and everything then you're not going to pull those kind of tricks of okay i'm going to do this and it's just it may be a little bit less you know to get you know your welfare or your unemployment um you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's that weird balance. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's I two just, sides to that argument, and I think you've hit a lot of the argument that wants to increase minimum wage. Then there's, you know, the other arguments that say, well, uh, these are entry-level jobs anyway. They're, you know, you're not supposed to be trying to live on these. You're supposed to build up your resume and end up making much yeah, more money later true. on. And so, well, how do you do yeah. that if you can't live? Well, <laughs> I you know, I I don't want to sit here and you know, yeah, <laughs> argue for one side or the other. But I, I guess the argument against that is, well, if it's really entry level and you're 18, you can get a couple roommates and live on 1050 an hour, mm-hmm. share some expenses, okay. and then as yeah. you get more experience and build your resume, oh, pretty soon you'll be making 25 dollars an hour, and then you can have a family. You know, so yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a policy call, and uh, honestly, I understand both sides of it. I, I really. Well, fun, Ward. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> We're in a politicking mode here, you know. But no, but I think it's because I think sometimes, and honestly, I think that um, when we hear new law changes, a lot of time there's this big reaction, and people don't deal with it properly because of the reaction because they don't sense. even understand yeah. it maybe you know so i'm that's why i say this because then it it becomes actually a problem in the workplace where almost an employer sometimes looks down at an employee because of it and so just going with you know places we've been around the country and stuff and doing things it's like you see this happen in those kind of positions and it's not a good way to continue a business on all sides it's not a good 
atmosphere for anybody. And when these laws change, people get pissy about it, and yeah. they have no, to absolutely. kind of get over it. And that's kind of why why we're talking about it this way is really it's like these laws happen. They do happen for a reason, and there is an ownership. When you open a business, there is an ownership to what you do. If you're bringing people on board, they are part of your team. They're part of your lifeblood, really, because as a business owner, your life is your business too, you know. So there is a there is something to be said with all of this, and that's why I don't think it's it's – it's not to be taken lightly, actually, and I know it's difficult for business owners, but at the end of the day, you probably will end up, depending on your reaction to it, a more prosperous business owner. And then there's also laws that also hurt you and that you should rally against, too. So that's all I'm saying about it. But it, I think when it comes to people in the workplace, there has to be some kind of dialogue between the two that just I think sometimes people just get really pissy because of the money side, which is understandable, but you have people working for you. And in smaller communities that isn't like San Diego, sometimes the entry-level job is the job of the town. So I'm yeah. just putting it there. No, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you raise so many things. Uh, even Sorry. at 1050, working 40 hours a week, can you support a family? Wow, I don't know. No. Not in California. I mean, maybe somewhere out in the desert, possibly, but not on the coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah. So then you have to have both, assuming someone's married, and we're talking about a family, so we'll assume they're married, mm-hmm. um, then you're going to have to have both people working at minimum wage to make that happen, probably. Um so, I mean, it just touches on so many things, and uh, I, I honestly, I've come to the point where I just don't see right and wrong in it. It's just something mm-hmm. you have to deal with. It's popular. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's not going away. Minimum wage is here to stay. So businesses do have to learn to deal with it. Now, you know, but the downside to a business, I mean, you look at some of these small shops, a mom-and-pop pizza parlor or whatever mm-hmm. you have, and if yeah. the minimum wage goes up and they have five employees, well, maybe that really does Damn. hurt their bottom line. And maybe they have yeah, to let exactly. someone go. And, in fact, I'm yeah. sure to some degree that happens. And, you know, we can get yep. into all sorts of theories where they talk about, well, this is really a transfer payment from the rich to the poor. But that may be true with AT&T. I don't think it's true with Del Taco. <laughs> well, you know, a small taco shop. So, right. uh, I mean, there's winners yeah, and losers to this. There just are. Uh, but it's it's you just have to it we have to is. deal with it. Yeah. It That's is what true. it is. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, and sometimes I think people just get to that end and they don't hear and then they end up in trouble. That's my point too. They, they end up in trouble. They get pissy about it and they don't take in. They just there's that block that happens. Like, hey, screw this, you know. Well, that doesn't happen. You you've got to acknowledge this stuff. Um, Fair Pay Act. Let's talk about that. What is the Fair Pay Act? Yeah, that's interesting. It's actually been around for a while, but it wasn't very effective. I mean, the Fair Pay Act was originally enacted to uh, promote equal pay among gender, you know, different genders, male and female. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the statistics. Men make more than women. Still do. That's the way it is for whatever reason. We know. So this was this was passed <laughs> on average. Not you know it's not certainly there are women who make more than 
than uh, men. But anyway, um, the, the idea behind this was it was supposed to equal that disparity out. Uh, but it didn't have much teeth when it's originally passed. It, it, there were just lots of little problems with it that didn't make it very effective. So last year they changed it. They uh, created different standards that the employer had to meet. Uh, I haven't seen any cases on this, but I, you know, I know the statute pretty well, and it certainly um, will change the, the the playing field. There's just no doubt about it. the way it's easier to prove your case, and there can't be any retaliation if someone brings it up. So if, if a woman goes. And it could happen to a man, too. I mean, maybe a man's working in a cosmetic department, and they're not paying as much. You know, he, he can go, hey, I'm, you're not paying me as much just because I'm a man. And so if he complains about that and the employer goes, well, I don't like the fact that you complained about it. You don't know anything about makeup anyway, so I'm terminating you. Well, that's retaliation, and this law oh. prohibits that. Now, the change that happened this year, though, is that if there is a disparity that can be proved amongst races or ethnicities, you can bring a fair act claim, uh, fair act claim under a fair pay act claim, excuse me, under uh, the law starting this year. Wow! Starting so, next year, I guess. Now, January going, one. So this is something that people can actually utilize, and if you are the guy in the makeup counter. You better go check the bathroom signage, but, too. But <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just ask you, Jerry. Okay, yeah, we're just not going to let that it, one go, are we? No, no. I like that. No, but okay, isn't it true that your employer can make you do a job that is lower than the level you may be at in the company? So, for example, if you were to raise the issue... Uh, any issue actually about how much you're being paid or your hours or anything um, and you may be protected by law from being fired but can the employer take it out on you in other ways for example you might be an executive but now you get to clean toilets we're back yeah. to the people I've got room. a great example so, can I use this so, example Sylvia Traymore Morrison was on our show she was a comedian on Saturday Night Live and they made her get coffee for the executives. So for that, so reason, they could as a maybe black woman. they could maybe punish you in other ways, but not fire you. So you might not want well, to really work there. Well, I mean, I guess the question is, is it legal? And you're talking about, well, they make a woman go get coffee for the men. That's really sounding like discrimination. Now, you know. Uh, is it the kind of thing that would create a discrimination lawsuit? I mean, I mean, if they're paying her real well and they want her to bring coffee, you know, you might not have much of a claim, but it certainly sounds harassing. Could be harassment. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure. I feel, you know, if it's that simple and that clear, I think yes, you've got some kind of case. My question would be, well, what is the value of that case? Um, you, you can't, you know, discriminate against people because of their gender. That's clear. You can't change, yeah, the conditions of employment because of 
gender. So if that changes the conditions of employment, then, yeah, you probably have something there. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. Well, it's cool. I mean, in that, that you've got, you have something to go to, and that's what the whole judicial system is about, having You know, justice, sometimes you know? it's just easier to go get a new job. Yeah, sometimes it is, right, Ward? Like, well, that a lot of people of do that. You sit down with someone and go, like, is this worth pursuing? Yeah, sure. Um, that's a common thing. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> there's a, a doctrine called stray remarks in discrimination suits and harassment suits. Um, and, you know, if someone says something that's off-color, that could be gender-specific, uh, but it's just like one time, you probably don't have a case. You know, if it's not mm. a, a problem that's ongoing, um, you know, the more it's said and the more that attitude's carried out in other ways, then, yeah, now now, now you're starting to have a now problem. Now the situation. So, yeah, yeah this it, is a the situation really that, matters. Yeah, because hmm. sometimes people say things they don't mean at all. I mean, just listen to Big Blue Radio. Yeah, they say something stupid. They're angry. They say something stupid. Uh, you know, you, you, you probably can't – and, again, there are always exceptions to every rule, but you probably can't bring a case just on one stupid thing someone said. Now, it kind of depends what they said. I mean, if they said – Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they they, but it's possible thing. one remark could do it. It's possible. Yeah. Well, look at look at well, look it depends at, on what the remark is. What I was guess. that show, Criminal Minds? The guy kicked something, and that oh, was it. Then now he's kicked, off, and he kicked the writer in the shins or something. I'm sorry, it's funny, but it's not if you're the I writer. I think it's funny. It's like that's it. I don't <laughs> like your story. That's it. I'm going to kick you in the shins, and then next thing you know, he's taken off. Well, the that's an assault. After being there for but so that's long, an assault. that it's is still. that's not funny, but it's like it's it, that's a storyline, but it's a real thing. That's not cool. You don't. That's not how you communicate at if work. If somebody kicks you, that's an assault. If you call the yeah. cops, the person gets arrested. That's different than somebody kicks you in the workplace and you don't do anything and you don't call the cops and then later it's an issue for the employer. Well, if somebody kicks you, you call the cops, right? Yeah. Or you hit them back. <laughs> or some foul. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's, Justified well, defense. But, yeah. Yeah. but isn't it interesting, though, like when you see things like, okay, you know, Bill Cosby, here he is. No, All these Lord. women come out, and now he went blind. <laughs> And I was like, well, well you I know, told him to stop it, I know. but he didn't. You know, but anyway, <laughs> so all these, these women come on and do these things, and then Trump had the same thing. And it's like, here it is now in, in workplace scenarios, because a lot of this is all in a workplace situation. It seems like it takes some mega, like kind of like this mountain of something to happen to have everybody come out suddenly, and then half of them aren't true stories, and then there's – Others possible are. ones that are. So why is that 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 happens in these, you know, workplace situations of harassment, whether it's gender, race, sexual, you know, harassment? What is it that takes <coughs> so why does it happen long in the workplace? for people to – Yeah, well, how long does it – why does it take, like, suddenly, you know, Trump to run for president for all these women to come forward? Why does it take, you know, Bill Cosby this many years before everybody mm -hmm. starts to – takes, you know, a few women to come forward, then here comes a swath of them, half of them not being true, and then the other half we still don't know or whatever. But why does it take that long for people to stand up? Is the system broken, or are people scared to stand up, or what is it? Do you have to have a <coughs> bigger case to have a class action to make something 
like that when it's something especially celebrity to stick? Well, I, I you know, I think the main reason is especially with harassment against women is that women often have a fear of talking about it. Mm. And I'm not saying that it happens a lot. I don't think it really does, but there certainly is. I mean, it's it's prevalent. You see the cases, it, it happens. Um but there's such there can be such a stigma to it because you know you're working and that's one reason why they made these laws oh. because a boss can lean on you i mean he controls your livelihood he's the one that's cutting your check mm-hmm. so you don't want to offend this guy you want to be on his good graces so if he takes a little uh, you know does Liberty. something that is a little off color, maybe not quite right. Often that's just let go because you just don't want to make a wave. You want to keep getting that paycheck. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's a, a authority figure. So that's why the, these laws were written. And even even after they've been drafted and they've been in place for years, the, there's still hesitance by many people to bring this kind of stuff up. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I just talked to someone the other day um, who had – didn't feel like they were treated right in the work as a woman who didn't feel like she was treated right in the workplace, and it came. And then I, after I talked to her a little bit, I realized that well, she was now I, there wasn't. It didn't look like there was gender harassment, but it looked like she was not paid correctly. And I said, you know, they probably owe you quite a bit of money, and she's hesitant to do anything about it because she's still in the industry and she doesn't want to be blackballed. So there's all that pressure mm. oh. that exists to not bring a claim. Yeah, because once, I know because I worked on the insurance side, I worked for a lawyer and I worked for the insurance side, and we have those little cards, triplicate carbon cards, when some, when, whenever there was a case in the insurance part, you turned it into this national database and everybody knew if you know, like you slipped and fell before, and now you're doing it again. You're so, now. Yeah. So there's that. There is that thing that when you place a claim. Now I'm talking many years ago. So it may have changed but for it. But uh, once you place the claim, all the insurance company knew knew about it. But so you could get a reputation in the workplace. So that's really bad for the high end. Thing yeah. Too. So if it, like let's just say a woman goes from place to place to place. And somehow she's always sexually harassed from place to place to place. And if there's a lawsuit over it, people know you get that reputation. Yeah. Same with, like, slip and fall. Yeah. There is – that's a potential wow. downside to bringing a claim. I, I There's lots of protections in places for things like that, but, I mm. mean mm. – it, it's still mm-hmm. hard. It's it's just not the easiest mm-hmm. thing to do. You you want to be on the good side of your employer. If you're in an industry and you've worked mm-hmm. in it for years and you want to keep working in it, you don't want to get a bad reputation. I mean, that's just human yeah. nature. So there yeah, is that. Yeah, once you do it, yeah. There's that pressure not to you know, bring a claim. Not everyone feels the same scared. pressure. You know, some people don't have much of a problem bringing a claim, but some people really do. It's the same as like when you go in to you know interview for a new job somewhere if you're especially in that industry if you trash your boss before you they're not going to hire you because their first thing is that you're going to trash them so you, you well let's hear it from trashing them on facebook <laughs> yeah it, well don't do that just remember people can I see things it. i don't care what protections you put in place 
what you put on social media is there. People can find it somewhere, okay? Just remember that. It happens. Um, right. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, this naked party we had. No, I'm kidding. I didn't get no, invited. No, listen, you know, that's it. You know, because you're a lawyer, you'll, you'll like, have to stand up and defend somebody, and then they'll go, no, you can't. No, 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 no you can't in that, hey, then you'll have to, you know, my, my career. But this is it, choice of law and forum selection clauses. Seriously, clause, I'm thinking Santa Claus, no, you don't mean that. What What are you talking about with this choice of law and uh, okay. selection clause? Well, and what I referred to in there was that this will probably have... Is your money working for you? The best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with Reef. That's com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit com backslash investor. There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. In fact, employers who aren't California, aren't centered in California, who have employees in California the most. Um, okay. mm. And... I, I've seen situations where there, and it happens fairly common, commonly too, actually, where there is either an employment contract or some provision somewhere, some policy provision or handbook provision or something that says, well, you have to, and usually it's a contract because that's the easiest one to enforce. Handbooks, you might not be able to enforce that. But anyway, um, the, that says if you have a claim, you must bring it in Massachusetts, even though you're working in California, and Massachusetts law applies. So wow. if, if you're in California and they say, well, you know, the Massachusetts minimum wage is lower, all, you know, all this other stuff, and, and so then your claim is much less or maybe non-existent under a different law. And the fact, even if you do have the same claim, uh, if you have to bring it in Massachusetts, are you going to? It's just way harder. So California, now, honestly, there's a lot of California case law that really dealt with this. And the California case law greatly, and even some statutes too, actually, that favor using California law for California employees, and you can bring the claim here. And so there, this has already been addressed, at least to some degree, but not as directly as this new law that's now a statute, uh, Labor Code Section 925. And it says, you know, I don't care what's in your agreement. If they're in California, they get the, the protections of California law as an employee. Wow. And that's really what it's saying. And they don't have to bring a claim in a different state. They can just bring it right here. 
Well, it's the same as speeding tickets. You know, I think that's, that's <laughs> I, no, I think it's quite fair, actually. Yes. The experience yeah, it is. to go to the other state to pay your I, I, you know, or uh, Yeah, I think it is yeah. fair. Yeah, that sounds fair to well, that's, me. But that's a speeding ticket. So if you get a ticket in Colorado, which I almost got, but then, yeah, well. then I'd have to go to Colorado to do the court case. But that's how, like, you always that's feel like... That's why policemen give tickets to people with out-of-state out of state license There's that plates. whole thing, and I do believe it, because I get pulled over out-of-state. But anyway, no. Uh-oh. But, um, they, but, but at, I don't know, maybe the laws have changed. I'm really touching every piece of wood I can find around me. Um, haven't had a ticket for a while, but... Um, they, I mean, it, there's that thing of like now you're gonna, and it there's that whole thing about okay, yeah, you're gonna if have you to want to fight it. You gotta go there. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to New Hampshire, to, but then I would. It's a reason for another road trip, so maybe I would. Um, <laughs> but but you know what I mean? That's it. It doesn't make sense. Like if someone gets a speeding ticket while they're on a trip somewhere, now to fight that if if you got through like one of those cameras or whatever, if you want to fight it and it was wrong. You now have to go all the way back to that state to fight it. Right. And therefore, they give you those tickets because you're not going to contest it. You're not going to fight it. So that's the thing on that. Ward, can you go yeah. to, you know, traffic law too? <laughs> well, it's the same theory. It really is the same theory. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Oh, you've got so many laws here. I'm trying to keep up with this. Fair Pay Act. Oh, my gosh, we did that. Okay, then the other one was paid family leave. Now, we talked about this before, didn't we? Didn't that have a change in, in yeah, 2016? Yeah, we've talked about it before, and certain things have changed in the past under it. But this year, I think this is actually maybe more significant. They broadened it. They allowed more people to use paid family leave under more circumstances before. Um, hmm. So more people can access it. But now the amounts have increased, and I've heard this complaint from more than one person, even recently, that, well, you only get 55% of your, the wages you were making if you go out on paid family leave or SDI. And the legislature said, well, we're going to increase it to 60 and as great as 70, depending on the wage rate and some other things, um, percent of of what you were making. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the minimum now is $50 per week. So it does mm-hmm. – it's going to be more helpful. And i, I got to say I've heard a fair number of people complain about that and say, wow, that's just it, – it's really tough when, when you get cut down to 55% of what you were making. Yeah. But then you're not working, right? You're not working, no. But this is something that the employees pay into – and it's yeah, allowing you're paying into this. It's your you insurance do. thing. It's, yeah, well, it says here for Medicare. It's state <laughs> payability and see what happens. <laughs> well, we'll find out. You've got to wait until January 21st and see what happens. You know? So, yeah, I mean, is this something that could change with our new, like. No, this is state law. I, yeah, I, you okay, know. So is- <laughs> now, there is federal supremacy, and I suppose if the federal government wanted to dip their hands into paid family leave and state disability, they could, but they're mm. not going to. Uh, you know, they're going to let the states no, figure that that's a, And statewide, you don't want to have any changes there because then you really will have protests on your hands <laughs> that are already happening. Yeah, no, th- th- that's so. not going to change. This is a California thing, and I'm sure uh. that, that no fig- federal regulator will get involved in this. Wow. Is there 
Is there um, a law in place, let's just say that if somebody gets sick and they have to have this extended leave, is there a law in place to protect the employer? Like um, after a while, let's say you just keep, you never go back to work because you're like now not getting well. Well, you can't, it, Can yeah, they no, it's limited. It's limited. Um, okay. Uh, boy, and now you're challenging me on what limit. I think it's six weeks. I'm going to go out and oh, say. I think okay. PFL is six weeks. Uh, it's not okay. forever. And it covers okay. the the bonding with the baby for a short period of time. Um, and it's not it's not just a baby that was born. It can be an adopted child or um, – Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, so that type of hmm. situation. And it's also for uh, illness – serious illness mm-hmm. of a family member, you can take paid family leave for too. Right. And that's what really broadened before a family member has been defined as you, potentially your grandparents or your grandchildren. So you can take a paid puppy? family leave for a seriously ill family member uh, who is a grandchild, for instance. Not a puppy, Nancy. Not a puppy. No, it's not that broad. Okay. No, but, you know, we'd like it to be. But anyway. <laughs> that might be the PLL, okay. the, the puppy leave law, but we don't have that and, yet. And, and the puppy will have its own bathroom. It's called paper. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Find the newsprint and go. And those are gender go. neutral. I've never seen one yes, that's not gender are. neutral. It's called spray everywhere that, and cats, too. But anyway. <laughs> So, oh, and Lisa, you know, I, I realize I made a slight error in one when I was describing one of the laws. The California minimum wage will increase to 1050, but it's only for mm-hmm. companies that have or employers that employ 26 or more employees. Oh, and, that's, right. that's right. Everyone should okay. be. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want okay. if uh, California employers are listening to me out there, I don't want them to think that they have to raise the minimum wage. Of course, in San Diego, you Hello. do. You have to raise it to 1150. <laughs> Uh, for everyone, but uh, if you're outside of San Diego and, and L.A. and San yeah. Francisco, uh, you only have to pay 1050 if you have 26 or more. Now, okay. actually, it's going to go statewide for everyone. I think next year. I'm not sure, but it's oh. going to it's going to increase. Everyone eventually in California will pay, no matter how many employees you have, will pay um, fifteen dollars. And you know what? I think it's I think it's 26 or more employees in 2022, and it's for everyone else 2023. The governor oh, wow. can delay that if there's a downturn in the economy. See, that's what I'm saying. The governor can do things. Jerry Brown has been busy, by the way. Did, oh, yeah. This last election, <laughs> I was, like, watching Jerry Brown sign this. He did this, and this was really cool. Then I turned around and went, now that part wasn't, but this was really cool. It's pretty – Jerry Brown has been a busy dude, man. He's yeah. been busy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's been interesting to watch. And he's vetoed I mean, that's more laws than I thought he would. He's he's vetoed quite a few. It's interesting. You Is know? he up for re-election soon? <laughs> uh, I think he's term. Oh boy, now you're, I'm maybe walking yeah, out on blank here. I think he's term limited out though. Yeah, and I think it, but sometimes people do so that. Now he's crea- With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, 
Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. The legacy. The you legacy. Know how they yes. Um, the first part of the term, they don't do anything. Second part, they get busy, and then it's my legacy, and then they really get busy. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, you know, that's in general. <laughs> that's a generalization. But, um, no, he's been busy. It was interesting because, you know, this isn't just a federal election. I mean, there, there's so many statewide things mm-hmm. and local things that pass through this election that, um, we've got to look at that, and that's where, you know, sometimes we look so big at the federal side, but we need to look locally in our own communities of what's really happening. That's sometimes more important, and especially well, in that's business. What, that's going to affect you first. In business, you know, so you can, you know, whether you like or don't like what happened in the elections, you you got to work locally, man. you got to watch everybody locally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, you never know, you know, so... It's interesting, too, just this conversation where just watching this on the federal level and then the minimum wage, be federal, then state, and then also, no, but San Diego's doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's an interesting thing because isn't San Diego and California kind of like with Washington State um, leading the way on the minimum wage reform? And I think some yeah. Becky's, was it Boston, too, um, that's pretty much been doing some yeah. stuff, too? I, I'm not sure about Boston, but Massachusetts has, and yeah. okay. certainly, uh, it, you know, both coasts tend to lead the way in things like this, and California's been very active, and uh, many of the municipalities have had their own law, you know, the bigger ones, for sure, mm-hmm. have had their own increases in minimum wage and special rules about minimum wage. I think L.A. said that the airport's service people who work in hotels around the airport get already get $15 an hour. Wow. So, wow. See? Yeah. It, yeah. Tourism rocks. Now, Ward, because you haven't been on Success Express, you've been on happy hour shows, and you're going to be on our next one December 14th when they have a holiday happy hour, because I know you're going to have more laws to talk about then, too. Um <laughs> you know, well, there are more laws to talk about. I don't think they're as interesting as these <laughs> or as uh, generally applicable, but, yeah, you know, whatever. I'll talk about more laws. I don't know. You're going to be on the show with the change agent that was on the show right before you. So okay. he's got Tennessee oh, covered. Right. And he, he has moonshine contacts. You <laughs> are the beer contact. So, I'm the like, beer brewer. Yep. Yeah, yep. you're the brewer. He's the moonshiner or the moonshiner contact man. And um, I'm going to wrestle up somebody who can do, like, I don't know, rum or tequila or something. We need to, you know, broaden our well, sounds like cocktail fun. base. What? You'll have to do that yeah. one live. Well, we are. Well, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, well, we're hey, all there, awesome. and we're take, drinking moonshine and rum and tequila. We need cool. to take over Trump's airplane. That's what we need. So we can just <laughs> fly around and have cocktail time. That's what we need. That would be cool. Excuse me, Mr. Trump. Um I'd like your airplane uh, just for a day, and we'll fly over all the protests that are going on. That's a whole other question. Is all these people doing protests uh, on work time? Is that another thing? Anyway, um, <laughs> just saying, um, Success Express question of the day is, if you could spend just one day in a different career, whose career or what career would it be? Because, you know, you can't take Ernest Hemingway again. So yeah. we want to know, like, have you changed since the last Success Express segment? 
Wow. Oh. You know, I hadn't thought about that. Did, was that question Adams, in, in yeah. the sheet that before that I was supposed to read before Probably. I jumped on the air? I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's happy hour now. Um, <laughs> if, oh, okay. I know. I know. Um, and, you know, I don't watch enough of these fishing shows, so I don't know all the names of the big players, but like a big bass catching guy. I mean, how much fun would that be? You, you just run around the south during the summer from lake to lake, getting in these contests and catching big fish. I mean, that's what I want to do. You want to be the bass man. You want to be bass man. the bass man. Yeah. yeah. You know what, though? Some of those things are crazy. Have you been to Louisiana, right? Okay. Well, you've been like the south. They've got gators out there. Now you're going to go into those, those waters. Now, do you put the big boots on for that? Those big, or are well, you in a boat that they could turn if you're over? Fishing for bass, you're in a boat. Uh, you could do it on the bank too. But now, if you're noodling for catfish, you're getting in that water, and you better watch out for gators. Have you have you have you noodled for catfish? Noodling? No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I think it's so cool. <laughs> My nephews grew up in in uh, Oklahoma, and it's pretty big there. They never have been, but they say that they've watched it. <laughs> these guys, they they go underwater, put their hands in these holes that catfish make, and you don't know if maybe a snake's in there or something else. Ew. And the catfish chomps down on your arm, and you pull it out. Oh. And sometimes these catfish, they, catfish can be over 100 pounds, so if you get a big one, it could drown you. I mean, it's yes, just I know. See, in South Africa, they, they call them that. barbels. Barbels, big barbels. And they said they would eat you. Yeah. Like, and we were like, oh, come on, it's a catfish. They're no. like, they will eat you. The Aranya, Aranya Freysat, the Orange Free State, I don't know, I think they've probably changed it now, by now. But, um, yeah, man, there's, I remember being out there, and people yeah, were like, you've got to be careful out there. And they are. They're like... You know, catfish in a weird way are like those stingrays um, like because they're big gills and everything. They uh-uh, no. And I've well, Louisiana when they go out, they really <laughs> yeah. do go out there in in Louisiana and do that, and it's super like cool. You're like, man, and then you go around the corner and you'll see someone's house with a little catfish sign going "Fry fish," you know, come on out. It's cool. You just I mean, dock your little canoe or kayak. Yeah. Nancy, Nancy, and when we lived in Florida, Nancy, the panhandle is crazy interesting. You ended up, well, I remember you taking me to that oyster shack place. You walk in, and it's like it is a shack, and there's like a jar of pickled feet, pig's feet, pig's feet and stuff. Yeah. And you and your friend, Nancy's best friend, went there, and they wanted to go, what was it, canoeing? We wanted, they rented canoes. So we, we went in, and we wanted to rent a canoe and go down the little creek just outside where the shack was. And the guy goes, I don't rent no canoes to no females. <laughs> that Whoa. Was, that was always the really? Shack. Huh. Okay. Yeah. you got to go to the south. It was a hood. It was a hood. I love the south. And he wouldn't. No. But you tried to pay him, him double, triple, and he wouldn't. No no women. No in females. His, no females in his canoes. So to this day, Those when people good. call into the show and, as a guest, since they say females, it's like, you're, you were like, excuse me, it's females. That's interesting. Because, yeah. you know, in, in California, that would be illegal. <laughs> it's a violation of the Under Act. You couldn't say, I'm not going to give this to women. But you're you you're in say, swamp country. Yeah. There's no, yeah. There is no law that touches that. There's, there is, All right. There Fair enough. There are, there are certain moonshine areas and off the beaten, dirty path that you'll find pig's feet, catfish. That was really and funny. No females and then in a they boat. Had, <laughs> they had um, 
a clock, um, a a cardboard clock with <laughs> with the the hands of the clock that were shown through the window, the front window of the bar, and they moved it manually themselves. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh <laughs> That's crazy. It is what it is. Ward, awesome. we're looking forward to your next appearance, uh, December 14th. We're going to have some fun, happy hour for the holidays and looking forward to 2017. So I'm sure we'll we'll be talking about pee-pee rooms then, too. <laughs> I'll bring my but, um, everyone, uh, everyone, the article that Ward, Ward is, you know, put into the magazine will be out December 1st. That will be Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine. Just go to bigblendmag.com. While you're there, go to our expert department. You'll see Ward there, and you'll see links to his other articles as well. Thanks, Ward. It is always a pleasure having you on the show, and thanks for making the legalese uh, something that Nancy and I can pronounce, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. I'm glad to help out in any way I can. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Awesome. Again, uh, Ward's website is bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com. Can't beat that. So. Go check them out and, and connect with them, especially if you're in California, because you do take care of people across the entire state, right, all of California. Yeah, I've had cases in San Francisco, L.A., yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. See, he wants to travel. He's going to got fishing to do. He so. wants a canoe. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> if you're near a creek, call Ward. Uh, everyone, best employment attorney, SanDiego.com. Thanks, Ward. You're welcome. My pleasure. Talk soon. <laughs> take care. Okay, sounds Bye. good. Bye-bye. Bye. There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor.